Welcome to the Geek Sweat Podcast. We We watch watch films to save you hassle. It's another podcast with a filmmaking twist just for you. I am TJ and we will be bringing you hot topics in the film industry, inspiration interviews with IMDb listed filmmakers, review sweat on online series as a string, trailer talk on upcoming feature films and cult TV perspectives on classic shows worth revisiting. Between your ears and our voices, we take this opportunity to make the most of our podcast technology from CastBox, a new app that's available via Android for your podcast and entertainment needs. It's the one-stop shop for taking your podcast on the go. Welcome back to Geek Sweats. We are kicking off our fifth season. Can you believe it? We are five seasons old, episode 81, and it's Halloween. And on this Halloween day, we are remembering the director of one of the most influential horror films ever made, Psycho, in the borough where he was born. Leighton Stone in Waltham Forest. We're broadcasting live from the Stone Space Gallery in Leighton Stone. And we're talking to our special guest, Gary Lewis, who is a lifelong Leighton Stone resident and a bit of an expert on Hitch. Also joining us today are Stephen Code. Hi. And on the mics, as always, Neo Geo. And I'm King Dom. Gary, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening, or whenever you're listening, because it's a podcast. Okay. Um, But we're talking about Hitchcock, and not that many people know about where Hitchcock is from. No, no. Um, Most people, when I got the idea to do these talks about Hitchcock, and the first guided tour I did today, I got it for three years ago, because I was walking down Leightonstone Tube Station, there was a woman there from Greece and a local woman from Snaresbrook. The woman from Snaresbrook had been living in Snaresbrook for 75 years. I said, you seem to be admiring that mural. She said, yeah. What's Hitchcock got to do with Leightonstone? I said, well, he was born around here. She said, no, he's American. And then I had to pull out stuff from my mobile phone. I said, no, he was born on the 13th of August, 1899, at 517 Leightonstone High Road. She went, yeah, can, can we go down and have a look at his house? I said, well, you missed your chance. They tore it down in the early 1980s. So that's when I came out with the idea that not a lot of people seem to know that Alfred Hitchcock came from Leightonstone. He spent his early life here. He, he had two periods of living here. He lived here from 1899 to 1907. He then moved to Limehouse, Salmon Lane. He lived there until 1914. His father died, then his mother brought him back here from 1914 until 1926. Then he got married at the Brompton Oratory, went and moved to 153 Cromwell Road in West Kensington, and then he moved to Shamley Green, and then the 1st of March 1939, he moved to America on the Queen Mary. But um, a lot of Hitchcock's biographers seem to think that anything prior to March 1st, 39 didn't happen. I want to tell people it did happen. There is history around here about Alfred Hitchcock, and it, it very much this area influenced his life and his movies. So, tell us a little bit about Hitchcock's family background. I believe his father was a greengrocer. His father was a greengrocer. Uh, his father came from a large Catholic family. Um, he uh, first took over the running of the Hitchcock greengrocers down in Leightonstone High Road in 1896. Um, he stayed there till 1907. They said that he was a workaholic, his father. He owned two greengrocers. He owned one on 
517 and he owned the other greengrocers on the other side of the road. His father would work six and a half days a week. But he said his father suffered with stress, anxiety, because in them days there was no refrigeration. Everything he bought, fruit, vegetables, it was all perishable goods. It had to be consumed within the first 24 hours of, of purchase. So he said his father suffered with stress, anxiety, and was prone to rages. Mm. Mm. So do you think Hitchcock inherited any of his father's personality, as far as he can tell? Um, not that I can see. He seems to be the polar opposite of his father. You know, definitely uh, opposites. Um, yeah, because Hitchcock's when he was growing up, seemed to be very distant from his father as well. Where Hitchcock had a brother and sister who were older, Hitchcock was very much left out. He was the loner. You know, he never seemed to, when he said he went to school and all that, he never seemed to have many <coughs> friends. So he's very much uh, an insular boy, mm -hmm. very much a loner, very much his own man. As he grew up uh, to be the film director, he had his own ideas. But he, one thing he didn't want to be was a greengrocer. <laughs> you know, that wasn't, that wasn't for him. His brother took over the family's business when his father died. There's yeah. the um, story, I don't know if it's apocryphal, about um, his dad taking him to the local police station to be... Locked in overnight is um is is that true? And if so, um, do you know where it happened here? Which police station it might have been? Yeah, I uh, it happened at Harrow Green Police Station, four five seven Leytonstone High Road. Okay, uh, that was Leytonstone's police station from eighteen fifty eight to nineteen thirteen. The story goes, no, he wasn't put in the cell overnight. Oh, okay. Because uh, he was living at five one seven. Apparently, he'd done something wrong. He never knew what, what he'd done wrong until, he, until the day he died. He said his father, he was aged four or five years old, his father gave him a note. He said, take this to the desk sergeant at the police station. Desk sergeant read it, put him in the prison cell for five minutes. When he came out, he said, this is what we do to naughty boys. But that incident with Hitchcock stayed with him for the rest of his life. It influenced yeah. his, movie, his movies, The Injustice. So he made films like... The Wrong Man, North by Northwest, to catch a thief. You know, I confess where the wrong man has been, you know, the police yeah, are going yeah. after the wrong guy. But I've heard about the these stories. I knew a friend of mine that lived in Harrow Green Police Station when it was turned into a block of flats. He was hearing these stories back in 1957. And also I've seen it on documentaries. Ale Alexander Walter, Walker, the film critic, said he said it again and again and again. So yeah, when somebody yeah. says again and again and again, it's probably real. It probably, yeah, it yeah, did happen, yeah, like, yeah. you know. And what about the greengrocer aspect? Are there any films that um, feature greengrocery or vegetables or anything like that? Well, it's funny you should say that. I did watch Sabotage the other night, and there was a guy, he's an undercover uh, police detective, and he's working in a greengrocer's next door to a cinema. So that mm. I've, that's the only one I've seen where there's anything about greengrocer's. So, I mean, he made 53 movies. I've seen most of them. But that one, Sabotage, they seem to emphasise a lot mm. on fresh vegetables and especially lettuces. You know, whether that's what his father specialised in, I don't know, like, you know. <laughs> and that was one of his early British films. It was, uh, yeah, 1936. Uh, I don't know of any big stars that were in the movie, but it was when he was working for Gainsborough Studios. It was like the British uh, version of Paramount Studios. It was originally founded as uh, The Players Lansky. So tell us a little bit about the Hitchcock mural in the station. There's one that they say depicts Alfred Hitchcock as a boy. Is that the case? No, the uh, the one of the boy on the horse, that one they've got wrong. Uh, 
Um, there's a chap who's a friend of the Alfred Hitchcock Society. His name's Stephen Duckett. He's written a, a book called uh, Hitchcock in Context. And I've talked to him about that uh, photograph. I might have shown you, I've got it on me now, you know, where you've got one side, it's, the, it's his father, William. There's a boy on the horse. And to the right is his sister, Nellie, outside the family uh, greengrocers. Um, it's a hotly disputed photograph. A lot of people claim the boy on the horse is Hitchcock. Well, we've had it looked into. The original photograph exists in the archive of the BFI. If you turn the photograph over, 21st of May, 1900. It's the relief of Mafekin. His father wasn't in the military. He was just a greengrocer. The boy on the horse, if it's Hitchcock, he's nine months old. Mm. So it's his brother, uh, William, who was 10 years old at the time the relief of Mafekin happened. But a lot of biographers would like to say that's Alfred because it fits. Yeah. But it's untrue. They've got that one yeah. wrong. Right. And Hitchcock, um, his father dressed up in military uniform to celebrate a military victory? Well, that was like a military victory at the time of the Boer War when he, he put on the uniform, yeah. It was to celebrate the relief of Mafeking. When the picture, we've had it superimposed in and zoomed in, when you look at some of the flags, it says RSA, Republic of South Africa. So it's definitely mm. the relief of Mafeking. I've looked into the life of um, Alfred's father, William. He was a greengrocer from a family of greengrocers. Mm -hmm. He never, I don't even, well, he never even survived World War I. You know, uh, the easy, when the Boer War was on, he was running the Greek grocers. So there's yeah. no there's no military background. Even Alfred Hitchcock has no military background, you know. So his father would be very militaristic or supporting the military? Probably, yeah. He probably did support the military. He's, maybe they were very patriotic in them yeah. days. It was the days of the British Empire. You know, they didn't really know what they were fighting, probably thought they were fighting to save South Africa. <laughs> you know, they were out there really trying to get the gold, you know. Um, mm to uh, make this country more richer. They didn't know that at the time, though, you know? Wow, lucky we don't wage wars like that today. Thank God. <laughs> Thank so is there, I mean, can you see any kind of links between Hitchcock's upbringing and uh, going into filmmaking? I seem to remember he was quite a good artist as a kid. Is that true? Yeah, well, when his first job he got when he left school at 14, he worked for Henley Telegraph. Um, he was a draftsman working for them. And when he first got his first job... Um, working for the players Lansky, he was uh, uh, in charge of the editing department, so he used to do the film edits. Yeah. Because yeah. at them days, it was the days of the silent film. Apparently, he'd been to Poplar College as well to study art. So he was very artistic, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, do, do you think there's anything in his background that inspired him to... Or was it just a talent that he had? And... Just seems to be a talent he had, because he yeah. definitely didn't, you know, with his father being a greengrocer. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, his mother was like a housewife... Uh, mm. She um, she came from a second generation of Irish immigrants. Okay. Her father was a local policeman. Okay. So there seems to be no connection. Yeah. Uh, it seems like he's just born with this talent. Like, yeah, did know. he have a good relationship with his mother? Uh, he seems to have uh, had. She seems to be pretty strict disciplinarian herself. He said he remembers at the age of six months, he was in his mother's arms and she said, boo. You know, and that <laughs> really, that, that's when he starts uh, getting scared, like, you know. So, um yeah, it seems like he had strict parents to me, his mother and his father, like, you know. Just seems like a, his upbringing here in Leightonstone seems to be just a, a solitary, lonely figure. You know, a man that's going to make his own way in the world. He knows where he's going, you know. He knows what he wants. Did he have a lot of friends? Did he... Doesn't seem to no. be, you know. It doesn't seem to be. I mean, I mean um, he met Alma quite 
is it, it's Alma, isn't it? Alma, Alma Revel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, his, yeah. It, I mean, um, quite early in his they, life. They they met at Gainsborough Studios. Yeah, you know, but he didn't ask her out until he had a job that was on the level par with her. Oh, yeah. you know, when he was working in the editing department, <laughs> he wouldn't dare ask her out. You know, but uh, then I think the yeah they started to. Uh, to date and all that, and you know, eventually got married, and she was pretty much the driving force behind Alfred Hitchcock. Mm, yeah, she was yeah. assistant director in 22 of his movies, and um, the first time, you know about the Hitch cameo, yeah. the first time it happened was on a film called The Lodger. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock, they said to him, why did you appear in it? And you and Alma Revel, he said, we just run out of actors. <laughs> so that's the first time that Hitchcock appeared in a cameo, and he used his wife Alma Revel as well. But they said any... Movie, any idea he had, he put to Alma Revel first. And if she said yes, please, they went with it. If not, they didn't bother. Yeah. So I mean, she was pretty much the driving force behind him, you know? He mentioned Lodger. I mean, I think, is that the first film to kind of, with a Jack the Ripper, a Jack the Ripper narrative? Or were there a Jack the Ripper films? Yeah, before? it was a Jack I think the Ripper style where uh, Ivan yeah. Novello played the yeah. lead. The Lodger, I think, is based on a book. Yeah, the story of London about, Fog, it was yeah, called. Um, yeah. I mean, he'd done two movies prior to that. He'd done The Mountain Eagle and The Pleasure Garden. They yeah. were both filmed in Germany at the UFA studios. Oh, yeah. So yeah. he learned, he, I mean, basically Hitchcock learned his craft from the Germans, the Americans and the Russians. He did, he, learn, did he meet Fritz Lang and people like that when he was... I have no idea yeah. what, who he met. I mean, um, yeah. I've had people ask me recently, did Hitchcock work down at the Broadway studios in Wood Street? And I find no evidence to suggest that he did. It seems to be Germany, yeah. then getting into Myers Lansky, eventually becoming Gainsborough Studios. Okay. So a lot of Hitchcock's family were Catholic. Do you think that influenced him at all? Um, yeah, I mean, he was, a, he, was a strong, he was strong on his religion, Catholicism, because when he got married to Alma Revel on the 2nd December 1926 at the Brompton Oratory, he made her convert to Catholicism. She was C of E. She was Church of England. And also his religion um, influenced one of the films that he made. In 1953, he made a film with Montgomery Cliff called I, I Confess, Confess yeah. all yeah. about a Roman Catholic priest that hears a confessional who tells him, I've killed another man. He keeps his mouth shut. He becomes the chief yeah. uh, guy on trial for, for, for the murder, you know. So, yeah, it did influence him, and he, he was big. And when he lived round here, he used to go to the St. Francis of Assisi church on Sunday mornings just off of Stratford Broadway. That church is still there. It's been oh, there yeah. since 1863. He used to go there every Sunday morning for Mass. That's interesting, because that's an aspect of his personality not a lot of people know about. No, he was, um, yeah, he was uh, pretty strong on his Catholic upbringing. Uh, somebody said to me the, uh, the night I did the talk about Hitchcock, did he stray away from his religion? No, he never did. Mm. You know, he always stayed pretty faithful to his uh, Roman Catholic roots, like, you know? Interesting. Mm. So another thing that influenced Hitchcock was um, public transport. He was obsessed with public transport, mm. I believe. Yeah. Um, well, I say, when he lived around here, he would ride the steam trains down there from Leightonstone uh, train station. I mean, in them days, when he lived around here, it was part of the Great Eastern Railway. So you had steam railways going from Liverpool Street to Epping. And Hitchcock would memorise train timetables. So this featured, again, in his movies, The Love of Trains, Lady Vanishes all set on a train, Strangers on a Train, North by Northwest, you know. And then it comes to uh, trams. He loved trams. Um, they said he memorised tram timetables. By the time he was eight years old, he'd ridden every tram route in London. If you watch the film Sabotage, trams and buses are coming, are coming past literally all the time. His love of, his love of transport. 
blackmail some of that was set on an underground train where he had a cameo and the guys pull little kids pulling his hat. Yeah. So yeah, there was a love of the transport as well. And where we are now, we're standing in front of this poster of mm. Waltham Forest, yeah. which used to have 28 cinemas, yeah. and now it's got none. They've all closed down. Well, there is a cinema. There's one. There's one in Walthamstow, mm. a new one, but all the old ones have gone. The old ones, yeah. I mean, I do remember some of them cinemas. Um, I remember, basically, I remember the Rialto. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I went in there in the early 70s with my mum and dad and sister, and we was watching a film, Peter Ustinov, Blackbeard's Ghost. You know, my sister was so young, she couldn't stop crying. So mum and dad took her out. But I remember the back door opened on Kirkdale Road. In there was pitch black. When they opened the back door, it was suddenly sunshine. You know, and that amazed me, like, you know. And I do, but I do remember the, the Rialto when it was closed down in a derelict cinema for the best part of two years. You know, um, but the others, I mean, they, the cinemas in Leightonstone in the early 60s were closing down before I, were bo- mm. I was born, you know. I mean, the Rex went in March 61, the State Cinema went in July 61, the Academy, which became the Century, closed down in January 1963, so the Rialto was the only one I really remember. Yeah, which closed in 74. Yep, 27th of April 1974, Swallows and Amazons. Mm-hmm. With Virginia McKenna. Uh, that's right, yeah. 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 So these cinemas, the ones you mentioned, those would all be known to Alfred Hitchcock. Absolutely. I mean, uh, today uh, when I was doing my guided tour, I took people up to 696. That's the Palace Electric Theatre. The building's still there. It stopped being a cinema. It was Leightonstone's first cinema. It opened in uh, 1909. <coughs> December the 18th, 1909, Albert Blinkhorn uh, was the owner. He bought it. And it had its own tea room. And then in early 1913, J.E. Johns bought the cinema and he introduced ozone air. It was an early form of air conditioning that was being used on London Underground. Well, sadly, the cinema closed in 1913. Although it closed, that was the Leightonstone's first cinema, you know. Mm. And you think that up there, that was the first one to open. The building's still there. The Rialto closed in 1974. So when the Rialto closed in 1964, 65 years of cinema history here in Leightonstone went with it. And to think today, we have no cinema in Leightonstone, yet the world's greatest film director was born here, you know? Yeah, it's a scandal. It is a scandal, yeah. (laughs) So did Hitchcock have a favourite cinema? Yeah, here there was uh, two that I know about. Uh, There was one that by Harrow Green, it's a block of flats now called Paramount House. It was called The Academy. Um, That opened in 1913. The uh, first film shown there was called When Thieves Fall Out. And uh, they said when Hitchcock lived in Leightonstone, that was his favourite cinema and his favourite pub was The Play and Arrow. Anyway, the story goes that Hitchcock, when he moved to Hollywood, he never forgot his East End roots. And in uh, the 21st of October 1955... The uh, cinema had an Art Deco makeover. It was increased to 1,400 seats. And the first film to be shown, uh, reopened under the name of the century, was um, Marilyn Monroe in The Seven Year Itch. Hitchcock was in London. He was filming the remake of The Man Who Knew Too Much. He was going to come down to the cinema, do a a talk to the audience. Well, sadly, he couldn't make it, so he did a filmed address. Mm. So somewhere on YouTube, that filmed address must still exist, you know? Because I've seen uh, the front page of the Stratford Express and Independent from October 55, a picture of Hitchcock saying he did address 
to the audience and it said Hitchcock didn't forget his East End roots. So the Academy was um, his favourite cinema. But I believe in this borough, his favourite cinema was The Wolf from Stow Granada. They said uh, that, yeah, that was... Um, it's now, it's now um, a performing arts centre or something, the Murph, Marvel and Maud. Yeah, that's right. It's a bar and a mm. pub, but they want to turn it into a comedy venue. So I hear, yeah. Soho Theatre are going to stage uh, productions down there. I think there's a £17 million redevelopment of the main auditorium in there. There are two lesser screens in there and they're having poetry evenings and um, sing, you know, uh, dancing, singing and all that sort of uh, plays, short plays and that sort of thing are going in there. But yeah, they are going to reopen it as an entertainment uh, venue once again, like, you know. So that brings us on to what can we actually see right now in Leighton Stone that's connected with Hitchcock? What's connected? Because um, we can't see where he was born, can we? No, you can't see where he was born. I mean, uh, on the petrol station, you've got the uh, blue plaque. But even then, they got that wrong. You know, they got his date of uh, birth right, 13th of August 1899. But on his date of death, they're saying it's the 24th of April 1980. If they cremated Alfred Hitchcock on the 24th of April, he wouldn't have been very pleased. He was still alive. <laughs> you know? It was the 29th of April. But it's the, it's, uh, the buildings next door. Uh, they've got murals of the birds. If you look into one one of the eyes, you can see in the eye and the raven, it's Alfred Hitchcock. Oh. <laughs> you know, and you've got little uh, things of um, feet of birds' feet going down there. But if you walk down Leighton Stone High Road, you'll see apartment blocks that have been named after Hitchcock theme or his movies. You walk down, you'll see Topaz Court, named after the 1969 movie. Marnie Court, 1964 movie. Right next to the jet petrol station is Hitchcock Place. It's just a lone flat there. And where the Academy Cinema was, there's a block of flats there now called Paramount House, named after Paramount Pictures, who Hitchcock worked for in the United States. So um, apart from the blue plaque, the murals and all that, there is a, p there is a little bit left of the Harrow Green Police Station. A friend of mine recently went down there. If you look to where the uh, railings are and the gate, there's a white coloured dark a white coloured tile going down that was the tile to the jail that used to be in Harrow Green Police Station you see on the other side to the right you'll see a sky dish that was the brick wall to my friend's uh, uh, front living room his fireplace when he lived there uh, you know many years yeah. after it stopped being a police station I mean um, yeah apart from that there's not really much to tell you that Alfred Hitchcock once lived here really and some of his family are buried <coughs> in the cemetery. Yeah. Uh, I went down there. Uh, this was funny. I went this down. This is St. Patrick's Catholic St. Patrick's cemetery. cemetery. Yeah. I went down there 12th of December last year, 2018. I found the Hitchcock family plot. I was there on the 12th of December, 2018. And his father died on the 12th of December, 1914. I was there mm -hmm. 104 years to the day. But in that family plot, you've got uh, William Hitchcock. His father was the first one to go in. You've got his mother, Emma Hitchcock. You know, she died in 1942 during the War of Colitis. Harry Lee's brother-in-law from his sister's first marriage. You've got Catherine Hitchcock, his auntie. And the last one to go in was his sister, Nellie. She died on the 30th of January, 1979, aged 86, you know, yeah. old age. But uh, we believe that the time she died, uh, she was still living here in Leytonstone. And she had three children. So is Alfred, is he buried in, um, 
in Hollywood? Or? No, when uh, Alfred Hitchcock died on the 29th of April, his uh, express wishes were to be cremated in Bella, Los Angeles. Okay. And his uh, ashes were thrown into the Pacific Ocean. Uh, so, uh, no, Alfred uh, isn't with us, not round here, but no. his family are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in that p family plot in St. Patrick's Cemetery, we know, I know of five relatives that are buried there, but there's up to 13 more. Oh, know? right, okay. Wow. Um, you said at the beginning about how you, you want to kind of bring more attention to um, Hitchcock's career before he went to Hollywood. Uh, what, what films from his British um, career would you recommend people to watch? I would recommend them to watch Blackmail because it was uh, Britain's first talkie and he brought in a, a Czech actress and because her English wasn't all that great, they brought in another actress called Joan Barry who mouthed, who did the voiceover yeah. for it, you know, but it was Britain's first talkie. Um, uh, so North by Northwest I love. Yeah. You know, films like Rope. But his early British films, I have seen The Lodger. You know, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Shadow of a Doubt. There's, I mean, there's Shadow 53. Doubt, I think that's my favourite. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. 53 Hitchcock movies in all. Yeah. My personal favourite is Psycho. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of history to that movie as well. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the shower scene in Psycho, when Anthony Perkins comes in, that's not him, that's a body double. Yeah. He yeah. was performing on Broadway. He was, he was working at the theatre. Yeah. He made, and, made it so cheaply too with his TV crew. And, um, mm, you know, just kind right. of, let's do this for a bit. And <laughs> well, he, in Psycho... Kind of invented this there was Yeah, there was no uh, film company in uh, Hollywood that was going to touch that movie no. because he was killing off the leading lady halfway through. He made that movie for $800,000. He made $11 million. So it was a great gamble that paid off for him. You and know? great marketing campaign behind it, you know, Absolutely. where the whole not being able to allow it into the cinema... Um, you got to see it right late, from the off. Yeah. If you're late, you have to wait till the next time. Any strange trailers, but there wasn't really a trailer, just him going around sets, kind of pointing out yeah, stuff. That's it, yeah. It's fantastic. Okay, um, it's nearly time to wrap up. So I was going to ask you what your favourite Hitchcock film is, but Gary, you've already answered very <laughs> eloquently. As I say, my personal favourite is Psycho. You know, and, I, and I, I know that after that they did Psycho 2, Psycho 3, and a remake, but you can't beat the original. Done in black and white, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah, the best. Absolutely. It's the best, yeah. Absolutely. And Cody, what about you? My favourite yeah, Hitchcock film is um, probably Shadow of a Doubt, Joseph Cotton playing a kind of uh, uh, a wife killer who hides out with his family. Um, it's it's really cool. There's a, like a little double act in it, the father and his best <clears> friend, and they've got this little dialogue going out throughout the whole film about the best way to kill and get rid of a body. And it's going on in the background of an actual real um, mm. wife killer in the house. And it's quite, yeah, it's my favourite. Yeah. And mm. I believe that was one of Hitchcock's personal favourites. I think it might well. have been his favourite too, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. What about you, Dominic? Um, I really like The Birds. Um, mm. My personal reason for liking it is my non-objective reason is my grandmother went to school with Joan Tandy, who's in the film. So she reminds me of my grandmother. Oh, and also I like Daphne du Maurier. But it's it's yeah. an interesting film because it's the one he made after Psycho. So mm. it's like the one time he could have done anything he wanted and he chose that. And he chose Tippi Hedren to play the lead. Yeah. Who'd been having advertising Seago uh, health food drink. <laughs> Apparently had no acting experience. No. So he, and he put her in the lead, which was another gamble. Like, you know, then she played the lead in Marnie. And after that, we never heard of her no more, you know quite a shame so that is all we've got time for today but thank you very much to Gio for recording us Goodbye. and my co-presenter Stephen Code cheers
and myself, King Dom. And thank you especially to our special guest, Gary Lewis, and his fountain of knowledge about all things Hitchcock and Leytonstone. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers.